They should have like bourbon flavored candy corn. That'd be pretty good. That would be really good. We're just bourbon flavored bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to episode 107 of the Erasable Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Indefensive Paper, making high-quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the U.S. Visit indefenseofpaper.com slash erasable to check them out and use the coupon code erasable to save $5 on your purchase. Well, the prodigal son has returned. I spent all my graphite, and I'm back to find more paper and to beg for forgiveness. <laughs> this is Tim Wassum, <laughs> waiting for my uh, midterm heartburn meds to kick in. And I am so happy to be with my two buddies, Andy and Johnny. Guys, how are you doing? Tim B. Tim. Timmy! Ooh, 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 ooh. So happy to be back. So, there's nobody Sorry, I... Your tummy. Yeah. There's nobody I would rather be with to witness the downfall of Western democracy for the next two years than you, go Tim. Down, and you, Johnny. Go down with the ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get like our violins out and play together as the ship sinks. Just as, it, as the power grid <laughs> yeah. shuts off. As we, as we see the results, yeah. the results roll in and the, uh, yeah, but I have been looking forward to this all day, all week, even since last week, we were supposed to do this last week and then had to bail at the last second because of a stupid oversight by me. And I was so bummed cause I was excited to do this. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. So, I think we are going to take advantage of all three of us being back together on this election night to talk about a, a topic we always love, a very just relatable, fun topic to talk about that people usually like to hear, uh, and we like to hear from them, and that is our, our top five pencils. Um, to kind of re reassess and decide what are our top five, what are the five we use the most these days. Uh, I think for all of us, there's been a little bit of a change, but it's it's interesting to see how much of a change because I think we haven't done this in what? How long has that been? A, has it been a year since we've I done that? I think it's been like a year. Yeah. So yeah. It feels great. Right. Long time. It's a lifetime. It feels like 10 years these days, but um, yeah, but here we are. So let's, uh, let's get into it and let's start off with tools of the trade. Johnny, why don't you start us out? Oh, we don't, we don't do that anymore, Tim. Oh, damn it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. What do you call it now? Yeah. You call it a... Uh, <laughs> you abandoned the name that I gave it. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no we're we so... thought you took the trademark with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're afraid I would sue. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Johnny, seriously, that, don't that's you, you still call it tools of the trade? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Johnny, go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm consuming Poldark again because. Um, the new season is out, but when we 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 watched it, yeah, watched it last year, we like binged the crap out of it. So I don't really remember anything that happened, and it's good that we're watching it because as I'm watching it, I'm like, who is that guy, and etc. So, you know, that's for a quiet night. And we watched Lore seasons one and two recently. Have you guys seen Lore on Amazon? Mm-mm. No, I um, I listen to the podcast a little bit, but that's it. Yeah, so it's based off that podcast and. The host, Aaron, um, he narrates season one, but not season two for some reason. I don't know why. But um, yeah, they're like half of them are like really good. Half of them are pretty boring. But, um, you know, you can just skip around. The witch one in season two was especially good. 
And um, before NaNoWriMo starts, I was watching some movies when I should have been reading. So I recently watched I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House and The Ritual, which are both horror movies on Netflix. And The Ritual is cool because you get to see the guy who plays Thomas in Downton Abbey dropping the F-bomb over and over again, hmm. which just like amused the little kid in me a lot. <laughs> and um, you, you know, Johnny, that, that lives... <laughs> you know, you know, Johnny, that um, Aaron Mankey is friends with our friend Harry Marks. What? Really? Yeah. OK. Yeah. We got to figure out a way to get him on the show. We could call it core. Core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I mean, they talk about true legends. I guess we could do the false legend. We could call it the erasable legend, the legend of lead Ooh, and pencils. Yes. All right, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, you know, we're having a stressful time in our house lately. So I'm using the VRCO lavender scented pencil for its calming effects. It's not working. In a uh, candy corn book by Write Notepads, which we'll talk about a little more later. How about you, Andy? Oh, man. So the last few weeks in my life has been interesting. I've been sick for like seriously three weeks now. And one of those weeks was spent in New Orleans and in Louisiana, uh, which was I had a fantastic time kind of despite being sick. But um, yeah, we've just been going and going. And then last week I was like, I feel like I was in bed like literally all week. Um, not exactly literally, but like, <laughs> like almost, but, uh, Katie and I watched a lot of television. We, um, we're wrapping up, uh, Durls of Corfu season three, which, um, Johnny and I have gone on about on the show, just how charming and great it is. Um, uh, and what we've been doing is sort of like been interest, like, um, uh, alternating between Durls of Corfu and then the last season of House of Cards, which just came out. It's this kind of like, Whoa. like <laughs> dark, 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 and then like a Durls chaser because it's a like it's really like whimsical and and just like charming. And and That's then quite a contrast. It really, yeah. <laughs> We're not sure what to do about that. Um, and then and then of course when when it's available, we've been watching Murphy Brown um, because you got you got to watch Murphy Brown. It's uh, I've I've have a fondness for like I used to watch the old Murphy Brown like when I was a child I still loved it um yeah me too yeah so it's mostly what I've been been consuming most of the media um I uh I've been writing um actually right now I am writing with uh a, a Viarco as well um it's interesting mine is the Viarco 3000 the one that has like really pretty colors and it's it's a, like a kind of a thicker round pencil um and I'm writing in my um uh, Baron Fig Coffinot, still the metaf- metamorphosis one that I'm just kind of finishing up. Oh, and nice. Tim, yeah, Tim, how about you? Uh, I have been reading a little more lately. I was on fall break, and so I had a, a week off and was reading. Re- get, had some time to read a few things, and we were in the car a long time, and so I was. I had a chance to listen to Calypso by David Sedaris, hmm. his newest collection, <clears throat> and had to like hold back laughter and not wake up my kids who were sleeping at like two in the morning in the car on the way back from Georgia. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was really good. Um, have you read much David Sedaris? Have we, have we talked about him? Much? I've, I've read a bunch of his like kind of like essays that like memoir that have been kind of like disparately pieced together. I haven't read any of his new stuff, but okay. definitely the one with the owls and the one with, um, shoot, I don't know. Like, yeah. Let's talk about diabetes and owls. Yeah, yeah. One of his collections. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I probably read. Uh, I when, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. 
No, go ahead. I was going to say I've probably read like like maybe three of his like like older popular ones collections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is I've I've kind of jumped around with collections and I've read I don't know. I've, I've read some early ones and then some later. Mostly the later ones. I read the When You Were Engulfed in Flames collection, mm-hmm. which I really liked, and the, the Diabetes and Owls. And this is the, the the newest. And he was just on. Oh gosh, was it WT? Was he on WTF with Mark Maron? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he was on WTF with Mark Maron. He showed up on there, which I was super excited about, and like re just re excited me about looking into what he was up to because I hadn't read him in a few years. And the, the interview was just really great. And this collection is. Um, super entertaining. My favorite essay is one uh, where he talks about getting a Fitbit for the first time. And he has a history of like legit obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. And so he, he tells the story of like getting a, getting a Fitbit and going from uh, getting his 10,000 steps a day to like working up to 35,000 because he's compulsively picking up trash on the side of the road. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, but, and now I'm listening to one of his older collections that uh, it's called naked, which, and hmm. Listening to that one now, it's interesting to see. I mean, he's been writing these for a while, and he's basically his own genre. But these newer essays are so good and so like well, the especially his endings are so well crafted. And at the end of it, you're just like, oh man, now yeah. I see where we were going that whole time. Which the first one was kind of like joke, 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 a little bit of a moral joke, 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 you know, which is still fun, like a lot of fun. But these ones just were they got you know heavy. It's a lot about family. Um, he tells the story of buying a, a beach house and I think it was in North Carolina or something. And they all have these cute punny, like pun names about like boats and oceans <laughs> and stuff. And they, and they buy, they buy theirs and he names it the C section, like S E A section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like, so most of the essays are like his family coming to stay there. And like, he tells all these really great stories, but I, yeah, I listened to that and, and read portions of it. And now I'm listening to it again. I'm almost done with it for the second time. Cause I just wanted to, uh, I've, it's, I'm listening to naked kind of in the car, but then as I do chores, I'm just re-listening to Calypso and it's really fun. Hmm. Um, I'm also reading a book called peace, like a river by leaf anger, which my co-host on the membership recommended a couple of years ago. Uh, Jason Hardy recommended, uh, and it is, uh, this, I think I've talked about the brothers K on here a long time ago, mm-hmm. not the Karamazov, but brothers K it's, it feels like a very similar book. It's like a family story of these three siblings, um, and their dad, who's a, their, their mom has passed away or their, their dad is a custodian at a local high school and gets himself caught up in, in something by basically walking in on some students doing, uh, doing this horrible thing and then they end up trying to like get revenge but it's like having an effect on the whole family but it just it tells it through the perspective of one of the younger kids it's a really cool story um and that's been it's a really beautiful book so i'd I'd recommend that to everybody it also makes me want to listen to the paul simon song peace like a river uh and then watch watching wise i haven't really been watching a whole lot i or i haven't been sticking with anything too much but i finally made it to the second season season of the good place and uh, that show is perfect, and that's all I want to say about that. So, uh, <laughs> Kitty loves that, love show. that show, and I it it like like at first I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good, but like the more she like describes it and like how kind of how deeper they go, the more I want to watch it. So oh, I probably dude. need to catch up. The like the simple premise that you get in episode one, which is a uh, woman dies, ends up in heaven, realizes 
she's like not supposed to be there because she's a horrible person (laughs) (laughs) that she was mixed up with someone else's identity like that's like one percent of what goes on i mean it just like gets so much more complicated as you go um not complicated in a bad way but just like it gets the plot thickens quickly (laughs) as as you go and so that's um yeah it's amazing and kristen bell is so funny yeah uh, in the show and ted danson (laughs) who doesn't like ted danson um Maybe some people don't like Ted Danson. <laughs> uh, I am writing with a CW pencil, baseball scoring pencil, in the Story Supply Morning Limited Edition, which I feel like they put Morning Limited Edition so it didn't mix it up with the NPR Morning Edition. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be so, a good mix-up. But uh, I am re- I'm really enjoying that. And I almost want to – we'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, – well, yeah, I'll leave it for them, but uh, I'm enjoying it. It's back. This is the first time I've used a lined pocket notebook in a long time. Yeah. Which, by the way, David Sedaris, big user of the pocket notebook. Really? So, yeah, his whole process is he carries pocket notebook everywhere. He records these little like shorthand things, and then he transfers them to his diary, and then the things from his diary end up being transferred into essays. So Let's just uh, get him on the show to talk about it. That sounds good. Yeah, and I'll, I call, actually, I'll call him. And I, I discovered the other day that if you, I Googled David Sedaris notebook and the fourth <laughs> thing that popped up on Google was an episode of take note from our, our buddies over at take note. So oh, cool. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. And and the next thing after that was the New Yorker, yeah. like an article from the New Yorker. It's like <laughs> take note, beat out the New Yorker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like SEO powerhouse over there, like beat out the New Yorker. Uh, yeah, that's me. Well, shall we move on to fresh points? Yeah. Johnny, go for it. So I went to Boston, um, I guess almost three weeks ago, but, um, I had my children and both of my parents who were getting older. So everything was very slow and I didn't get to meet up with any of our pals up there, which was kind of sad, but I got to go to Bob Slate, which is cool. I spent like a ton of money and none of it was for me. I realized when I left, which made me kind of sad, but, um, you know, it's fun to share. And I'm sad to report that their notebook brand is gone, which, which Those sucks. Mount Toms had, are so good. Yeah, everything's gone. They're all, uh, they're done. The people that was, made them went out of business. Oh, uh, okay. That sucks. <laughs> uh, um, I, I've, I heard tell they approached a couple other um, brands about making them, but they couldn't do the price point because, like, mm. what's the Mount Tom was like a buck ninety-five. Yeah. So that's sad. That really sucks. I feel like, but, I feel like um, Write Notepads so, could do a bang up job with them. Yeah. I ran Price into and got, yeah. or I got to meet uh, John Bruiz from our Facebook group there, hmm. who was in town for a convention. And we just happened to be at Bob Slate at the same time. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and what else did we do in Boston Stationery related? We went to the Moleskin store, which is cool because the one closest to us is the one in the train station in Washington, and that is closed. So they have these new pens um, that are like the click pens where they have the clipboard that goes under the cover of the notebook, but they're all plastic and they're like six bucks or something. So they had ones that um, sort of echo the page format in a Moleskin, but they had one that just had the line for in case of loss. So I got one of those, and that's like pretty cool pen. And they have um, German-made black moleskin pencil sharpeners that are black metal in a black tin for five bucks that I did not buy because I had some self-control. <laughs> and I kind of totally wish I did because, you know, 
not that expensive. <laughs> but you know, next time if you're near a Moleskin store, they're next to the art pencils. But um, you know, it looks like you know the odd shape of the Coom long point sharpener. That's like the one hole long point. Um, it's like wingy. It looks like that, but smaller. Yeah. So um, also last week, our friend. Well, I guess two weeks ago, our friends at Write Notepads released their fall edition called the Candy Corn. But um, they didn't ship right away. So I got mine on Halloween night. And I live, you know, a couple miles from where they shipped from. And it's Halloween so, themed. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if folks saw them, but it's a pack of three notebooks that are the colors of candy corn. Um, white, yellow, and orange. On the front, there's a letterpressed kitty. And I hate cats. But I love that spooky cool. cat. And then on the back, there's a line from Dracula. Listen to them, children of the night, what music they make. I I think it's in the beginning where he hears the wolves around the castle. So, you know, they're full of, right, notepads is really nice lined paper. And this time around, they went with a um, 65-pound cover stock, which is really thin and really flexible. So, like, these are really cool. And they're they're, um, saddle-stitched again. Hmm. So I wish these had come out sooner because they're, like, really, really nice books, as they usually are. So there's those, and um, also Field Notes, since last time we recorded it, released their XOXO books and the yeah. ROMs books. Did you guys get those? I did. So I have my friends very well trained, apparently. I had two different friends who went to XOXO <laughs> Fest uh, give me their XOXO notebooks from there, because they were like, oh, I thought you might like these. Oh, oh that's awesome. So yeah, they're... Good friends. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cool. They're very like 90s-tastic. I love the big, bold colors and like the kind of like big old like Lichtenstein like illustrations on there yeah they kind of look like something that thought of Angela Chase's backpack yeah yeah and the ROMs <laughs> one I did buy a pack of that that's just very like kind of the opposite of the XOX notebooks they're very like minimalist and kind of stark right like yeah yeah they're um but the white staples on that one are like mm. yeah yeah I've so I've used colored staples for Plumbago before, and it's extremely hard not to have the color kind of like flake off. Mm-hmm. And those staples are so clean and just like really, just like just really clean. I don't know. I I don't know if they use better staples than I use. Probably, um, but yeah, I, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, I, I liked the end papers, but you know they're not super pocket notebooks so i was glad that field notes came out with some stuff to uh stop gap us until winter comes out which yeah. is apparently soon because i've already gotten my shipping notice yeah or my sub which is cool yeah and um so uh the other goings on in johnny's weird performance art is the band i'm in played our first show this past weekend Yay. in baltimore which was fun and we wore matching t-shirts which was dorky and <laughs> we had adhesive mustaches for one song but um, as one does, <laughs> yeah, we uh we practiced with these mustaches for a while. <laughs> but, you know, like approach two of us are approaching middle. I guess we are middle aged, so you know, um, but you know when we were in our twenties before we played, we you know pretty much get drunk and get drunk afterward. So we were like at a diner eating food and drinking water. <laughs> I think Paul had a soda. <laughs> How times change. I think we had a beer after we were done. And we were all like really tired. Like, because we played at almost 10. I'm like, dude, I'm really, like, sleepy. <laughs> this is my one beer for the week. <laughs> yeah. So How long did you the, play? Um, 35 minutes. Nice. So we, we, um, 
we played an overture, which was a two-minute uh, version of all of our songs together, and I don't think anybody got it. But um, <laughs> that was fun. That took a lot of work to pull off. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, we have some stuff online, so we'll put a link in the show notes. Our band's name is called Garuda Face. Are you are I, you going to be selling your stickers, Johnny? So those were a quick one-shot thing, and they're really not very nice stickers. So we're going to get something vinyl-made instead. But, um, yeah. So And someone approached us about doing some recordings. Maybe we'll get a CD together, have some stuff for the world. That would be cool. And my last one is that NaNoWriMo is upon us, which is fun. Are you guys doing NaNoWriMo this year? I'm not, but I'm enjoying everybody's posts about it. Yeah, yeah. likewise. I just am too busy this uh, this year. I was I, this is one year. I, I, I was almost proud of myself for being like, no, Tim, Tim, <laughs> don't, don't, don't even try to do it because I got a lot of other, I got other good stuff going. But I'm, uh, I'm I, I always get excited for Nanorama time, even when I'm not doing it. So it's yeah. There are, it's good, the first day I wrote zero words. I was like, this is not a good start. <laughs> But um, last night I was 105 words ahead, and then I didn't get much done today, and I probably won't. So, mm. behind again. But um, I'm writing. I've I have a lot of um, like Harry Potter themed moleskin knockoff books that I've gotten as gifts. So I got one this year of Hogwarts, and I was was wondering what to do with it. So, I cracked that out for NaNoWriMo, which is cool. It's a really like really neat notebook. Looks like old brown leather, but it's some sort of I don't know polyurethane. It yeah. smells like paper. It's, it's cool. It's made out of uh, Wilpex. <laughs> that would weigh like 30 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> the killer notebook. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if, if folks are doing it, uh, longhand, my, my tip my hat to you, because I've cheated a few times and used a um, Pilot Precise V5, because there's like no faster pen in the world than that thing. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if you drink enough coffee, you're just going to keep breaking your pencil, so. <laughs> crack that up <laughs> but i've also discovered the um the general's supreme number two which is one of my top fives we'll talk about later oh, yeah. is a really good you don't have to press it too hard but it still doesn't smear all over the place pencil for something like this i don't think i've ever used one of those yeah i mean they're you know they're really iconic looking yellow pencils <clears throat> but they're very pretty hmm. yeah i'm rambling a lot so i'm gonna hand over to andy all right uh, first thing I wanted to mention is just a, a plug for our um, our sister podcast, the RSVP podcast. Um, Les and Dee and Lenore are um, selling stickers to raise a little money to upgrade their audio equipment. And uh, they have some really cool ones. They didn't just do what we do and just like get a vector file and go print it at Sticker Mule. Um, so Lenore, uh, who lives in Louisville, um, she worked with a guy from hound dog press a letter press to print these stickers and they're all made on an antique press with like vintage like inspired blocks and they like the entire process of making these has been analog they, there's one with a um like a b on it uh, like an old-timey like letterpress b and it says rsvp there's another one with like a quill in it like an ink pot it says rsvp there's one like a little one of those like old time like hands that are holding a little note card and it says rsvp on that and there's this other one with like some cool like block designs um so they are selling assorted colors uh with each of those designs in packs of four for two dollars 
Um, I guess a yeah. dollar, yeah, for, uh, with, with, which includes shipping and handling. So uh, even if, you know, stickers aren't your thing, if you don't want to do this, like go support your RSVP friends um, and buy like at least a couple packs. Like it's so cheap. Um, and every every additional pack is a buck 50. Yeah, yeah. So three packs is five bucks. I just bought three. Yeah. They're, uh, they, they, I mean, they could definitely use some, some support for their audio equipment and just really like it's a, such a good podcast anyway. Like they talk about some really cool stuff. So, definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. RSVP stickers. Go, go check them out. Um, speaking, speaking of other things that people are selling that maybe are not so cheap, uh, have you, have you guys seen these CW pencils sweaters? I just, yeah. Did. They're really, I saw, I saw, my, I saw it. Yeah. It's on Instagram. But, they're super cool looking like i i love this pattern um they actually were made special for cw pencil by demi lee uh, which is a um like a boutique design for firm in um new york city and they're made out of like like custom pattern they're made out of uh, merino wool they're in these really cool like gray and um yellow and blue colors um there's there's kid sizes and men's sizes and women's sizes. Uh, although, although the men's sizes only go up to large, they don't do an XL, which I would need. Um, Brooklyn sizes. Yeah, yeah. But here's the <laughs> here's the kicker. Uh, at least the men's sweaters are three hundred and twelve dollars. <laughs> so it's it's they're very cool. And if I were to splurge on something, like I could see a world in which like I would have a really awesome like pencil sweater. But I. I don't think I have three hundred and twelve dollars to spend on it, <laughs> but I I know that they have like you know clientele who will buy these and support them, and they're super cool. So they, they do have they, they do have other really cool um, like apparel things too. They have they have a like a knit beanie by the same company. They have um, uh, I think they made a t shirt too that just has a really subtle like pencil logo on the back. Um, and I'm. I also really love the like CW pencil uh, tote bag that they sell. Um, that has like a Meredith made a really cool illustration, just like like line art of the of the storefront. Um, totally carry that thing around. Um, so yeah, that's really neat. Um, speaking of uh, stationary companies that are making things that are not stationary, um, Blackwing's volumes have been really like killing it too. Um, have you guys seen the shirts and the pins that they sell? Yeah, oh, I saw the great. pins. I think yeah, I think they were those are my Christmas list. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they were inspired by you know Musgraves pencils and just how much we we love those ideas. But Blackwing is now making a volume seventy three t shirt and a volume fifty four t shirt. So uh, they're each twenty five bucks. But the volume seventy three is that like kind of deep blue, and the base of the t shirt has some of those um, bathospheric. Um, like lines built in just like on the 74 so it kind of looks like you know it's the ocean is kind of creeping up into the t-shirt which is cool yeah yeah and then the is it the, owner of it yeah. has the texture on it too so if you like bumped against somebody they'd stick to you yeah <laughs> like I don't it, know. It, was on, it was on the whole shirt like all the way over it you'd, you'd <laughs> oh crap not again like a sliding door open and you like get stuck <laughs> to it. Yeah. yeah just like a velcro <laughs> yeah it's it looks yeah, really cool. cool um there's also a um uh, volume 54 one that is pink with kind of the blue, like the bright blue um, uh, like text on it that says Blackwing. And then on the back of it, uh, it's a little square that says volume 54. That's really cool. And the um, the lapel or the enamel pins are really cool. I 
I can't remember. There, there was like a sticker set that you could get that looked similar to this. They're just kind of like fat stubs, right? Like of, yeah, of a pencil. Cute. And I can't remember who designed those. Wasn't it TJ? I don't think, I think it was TJ. It was like one of those things that was like a um, Black Friday thing or something like that. Yeah. You just got it with your order. I don't think they well, said who designed them. I feel like it oh, was... It was either somebody in the community or somebody who later joined the community, I feel like, but I could be wrong about that. I should look into that. Yeah, I don't um, think it was an official thing. Yeah, but but then Blackwing did yeah, pick it like picked it up and made those stickers out of it. So these lapel pins, uh enamel pins look just like those. It's it's the three colors of the main Blackwings, the six oh two and the pearl and the MMX, and they're very like kind of short and fat and have like a kind of an exaggerated like like blunt ferrule. Um, super cool looking, very stylized. Um, well past the Steinbeck stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, like the yeah, Lilliputian sorry. stage or something. Yeah. yeah. The, the, we can't even use this as like a, like a bullet pencil stub stage. Um, yeah. they also selling what I think something I'm going to order. Um, they're selling note cards and prints with these really great illustrations of various popular, um, volume styles, um, Samantha Dion Baker, who's an artist uh, and an author and a like was featured on the Blackwing Maker page. Um, she just did these really gorgeous, like what looks to me like watercolors of several of the editions. Uh, looks like the 1138's on here, the 725, the 211, and the 24, kind of the first year of Blackwings. Um, you can buy them in note cards where there's like one pencil per note card. Um, and you can also buy this like 11 by 14 print of many editions. Uh, looks like there's four, six, eight, 12, 14, 16, 17 different editions, like kind of like lined up on here. Um, thinking about buying that, that print looks really cool. Uh, it's only 20 bucks. It was like 20 bucks. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty. I think that'd be a, just a fun thing to frame and put, put up. Um, so I, I do wish, I do have a gripe that I wish the note cards, it looks like they're selling boxes of six um, of each style. I wish that they would have like an assorted box so I could have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I was pumped for that until I was like, I had to choose between all of these volumes. Like, which ones do I pick? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they've, been, they've been doing some cool things lately. Like they, they had a Halloween Instagram contest where if you dress up like some interpretation of a Blackwings volume, you could win a box of that volume, um, except for the 211, because apparently they were, they're out, they're completely out of the 211s. So um, people I would, would dre- pretend I was out too. If I were yeah, I sure would. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was looking, I checked through the hashtag and there were some pretty cool, pretty cool interpretations. Like somebody was dressed all in black and, was going for the the um, oh actually they, I think they were going for the um, the newest one the vinyl um, the thirty three and a third but I think I feel like they should have gone for the twenty four just so they could have like got gotten a higher value uh, pencil um, mm. but yeah somebody yeah there, there were some some cool cool interpretations on there. Uh, last thing I'll mention is uh, this has kind of been a long time coming. Um, one of our listeners, Bill Milling, um, sent me uh, a big pack of these old raw cedar pencils, and I just finally got got the opportunity to send send a couple to 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 you guys to each. Um, what what a uh, first? I'd be really interested to hear kind of like your thoughts about it. Have you had a chance to like check it out and like give it a good smell and try it out? <laughs> uh, I have smells. not yet. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're just um I'm trying to find the the note that he wrote me that I was dumb enough not to include. Here we go. Um so he goes, yeah, they're packages of vintage pencils which he purchased from the DC Pen Show. Um there was a dozen uh 2B uh Venus drawing pencils that came with it still in their box um that he purchased, but um yeah, the, he sent those to the RSV podcast folks. Um, so these were purchased from Paul Eramo, um, who is the Grand Poobah of the Black Ink Society, um, who we all may have heard of if you're kind of dialed into the community. He had a bunch of advertising pencils, that um, one that was over a foot wide and like five inches high, um, and these naked pencils were kind of in there with him. So um, I think they kind of tickled his fancy, and he just kind of wanted to see what we thought of them. So, I mean, mine, you know, I don't know how old they were, but they wrote just probably the same as the day you got them. Like if you get them just like (laughs) one good sharpening, they just like start writing again, but they felt very, um, they definitely felt very raw. And I definitely felt like I was using a piece of wood, which is something Mm. great. Um, and I, and I got to wonder like, how old are these? Are these old enough where they're made out of like, you know, like red cedar from, from like the America Southeast instead of like incense cedar from California. I have no idea. Um, it's kind of fun to think about. It's fun to think about how they they seem to have a little bit of a like a a wear on them, even though they've never yeah. been used. Yeah. Just the fact that that has built up over like probably decades and decades of just sitting there, right? Yeah. Right. It's like so crazy to think of all that it's sort of like absorbed and, and what, what's gone into that. Because they're yeah, they're not. I mean, they're they're a little harder than what might be used to, but like it feels exactly like what it would have been back then. You know, it seems yeah. like a very like utilitarian simple item that would maybe have just been kind of a throwaway back then, but now everybody would go nuts for it. It reminds me of those ones that Johnny uh, shared with me that he picked up from wherever that was. I guess I sort of remember where you, where you found those, but I was, I was tickled to see it. And, and, and I, I wrote with it a little bit, um, but I almost just didn't want to wait with, waste it too much. You know, yeah. it's kind of a, it's got a little bit of a scratch to it, but not necessarily in a, yeah. In, a, in a way that's not, ple- you know, not pleasant. It's yeah, that's a cool pencil. I agree. Yeah. So thank you very much, Bill, for sending those on. Those were yeah, absolutely fun to check out. <laughs> Sorry, it's like, been so long. It was like right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. 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 So that's it for me for fresh points. How about you, Tim? Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I was going to share, which is something that I, I wish I would have been around for right when they when they came out, but the uh, the CW pencils baseball scoring pencil, um, which when when did that when was that was that um, maybe month, like a month month ago. and a half ago yeah yeah something like that and um, I think that it, they'd kind of hinted at it for a while and I remember them asking like what would make for a good scoring pencil uh, it was just you know just kind of a fun idea and what came out of it I feel like f- for me and I just like just to give my two cents about this pencil is that it is probably the best round pencil available today. Hmm. It's a bold statement. It is a hell of a statement. Yeah. Well, like what else is there? (laughs) Right. Uh, the general's goddess. No. And the, the bugle next. Uh, (laughs) The field notes pencil. (laughs) The field notes. Um, (laughs) the black wing volume one is not officially sold out. Uh, Yeah. That's for a reason. Damn! <laughs> Ice cold, man. <laughs> the sausage lining edition. No, it's a, that, 
No, but it is. I think <laughs> the. Uh, no, I, I think it really, and it's not perfect. Like there are some issues, but like I, as a as a round pencil fan, I've never found really anything else that's still being made today that's mm. as that, that I like as much as this. Granite. Um, what are they? They're like twelve bucks for six of them or something. Yeah, isn't that what? Something I forget like how much. Uh, ten, I think. Ten. Yeah. So I mean, so like, I don't know if they're like blackwing prices worthy but i know it's like a custom thing that was made and and having it done by generals is not a a normal thing that happens so they definitely pulled off something cool there to have have a quality pencil made and i mean they're you know with the finish like as soon as you start using it the the print on on all like all the typing on it like rubs right off yeah um which didn't really bug me too much and then once you get the initial layer rubbed off then it just kind of looks it almost immediately uh, ages it, you know, <laughs> it all of a sudden looks like it's a vintage, vintage. old, yeah. old pencil. Like as soon as it rubs off, you're like this, looking at it, you're like this could be 40 years old, <laughs> uh, just, just based, based on how it looks. And I really love how it writes. Um, so, um, I, and I've, I've talked to, uh, John Pattison and I were talking uh, when we were together for, our, uh, the, the recording last uh, few weeks ago and he had got him and he's like oh yeah i like it except the eraser is terrible yeah uh but mine the erasable is great so i feel like the eraser is is, is great it's really soft it, it reminds me it makes me wonder if the inside of this and, and maybe this has come up with you guys but uh the inside is the general's 580 core because um, i really oh. i really like it and the eraser eraser feels like the 580 eraser Wait, as do well we- which is do we know that that's a 580 core? Or is that your? No, I'm just. Your... I'm just guessing. Oh, yeah. cool, interesting. That's just a, a total guess, but it just feels very similar to me. Yeah, so I love these, and nice. I will stock up on them. I think just because I, I love a good round pencil, and there's not really any any good options out there that uh, are are cedar and are as smooth as this. So, um, I mean, when I've they been... came out, I was just like, these are made for Tim, like Tim and Brad, okay. right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, I jumped all over them, so I, I I'll probably stock up relatively, nothing crazy, because they're not they're not cheap. Uh, but also, I just you know they'll last a while. Yeah. So I was I'm a big fan. Uh, so I'm gonna bring that up, and I found something uh, a while back, and this was like right after I had started on my on my break to start working on membership stuff and doing some recordings for that. That uh, I found uh, I was I was teaching Walt Whitman in school and I came across was he a good student what was he a good student wasn't he a good student oh yeah he was because you were were teaching you were teaching yeah I get it I get it I get it it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got jokes great yeah I got jokes on jokes (laughs) he was a transcendental student um (laughs) he uh yeah, so I was looking up because I remembered at some point seeing pictures of his notebooks, like inside of his notebooks. Uh, but it had been years since I did. I looked it up, and on and I'm looking for the link right now. Indiana University has his archives. I guess like his papers are there, and so they're starting. They're scanning a ton of stuff, and it's been out there for a while. But you can see in his notebooks, and he was a an avid pencil user. First off, just like in general. He was a pocket notebook carrier, and he loved to write in pencil. And so almost all of his papers are written in pencil. Hmm. And I came across a a section at the Lilly Archives. It's called uh, Whitman's Last Pencil. And there is a an envelope 
pen, this is the story goes that allegedly the last pencil Whitman used was given to the poet and editor Richard Watson Gilder hmm. uh, by a Whitman admirer named John Burroughs, who was with him around, I guess, around the time of his death. And so he gave him in an envelope, and they even show the envelope that says uh, Walt Whitman's last pencil, or Walt Whitman's pencil, uh, the last used. Uh, given to me by John Burroughs. Like it's all like recorded right there on the envelope. And I had zoomed in and looked at it and it's a Dixon pencil that he had sharpened on both sides. Uh, and I guess was using it as a kind of a carry around pencil. And he, I did a little digging on brand name pencils. And I think I found the one that's, that it is on brand name pencils, which is the uh, Dixon's American graphite 152 SM number two. Hmm. And uh, brand name pencils actually has them available to buy, which is if you're a, oh, if cool. you're a, Whit- a Whitman fan and you want to have like what the last pencil he was carrying around was, uh, it's pretty neat. So I ordered a couple of those. They haven't arrived yet, but, um, I just ordered them. Uh, finally got around to it recently. Yeah. They're eight bucks a piece. And you know, with the brand name pencils, like the, the shipping's a little silly. It's like eight bucks shipping for those two pencils. Um, so I don't know, but it's a cool thing to have, especially if you're a fan of his and I've become even more, I, I've always been a fan of Whitman, but then teaching it for the first time, switching to American lit this year, uh, I've become even more of a fan. So I was excited to have that cool. one, one to sharpen and one to preserve. Uh, Tim, have you ever been to the Lily library in Bloomington? I have not. It's really no. cool. I, um, when I Two. went, when I went there, I went in for an exhibit once they had, um, they had all of those rolls of like, typewriter paper that um jack kerouac used to write on the road uh-huh. when so when would that have been when, um 2000 it was touring at the time that would have been probably like 2004 ish okay yeah i remember when that was there yeah. yeah i was when i was in high school and i remember hearing about it and then trying to make the trip i went down to iu to see wilco when i was in high school hmm. and that was there but we got there too late so it like overlapped mm-hmm. right i almost got to got to go to both of them but i missed out so yeah that's really cool yeah i'd love to go there sometime and see and see the Whitman stuff and I know they have all kinds of things, but yeah. yeah. So I didn't share that. I put the link in the show notes for the article and then you can go kind of back from there and look at all of his manuscripts for his different poems and things that he had jotted down notebooks all in pencil. So it's some really, really quality pencil, um, pencil peeping there from the past. And I was going to also bring up the story supply notebook, which you talked about later which um, thank you to uh, Vito for sending because they, yeah. uh, they are awesome. So we actually, I, I got uh, the Story Supply Morning Edition, the new one, as well as the, is it called the SMR? Is that what it is? The real, real colorful one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, SMR. Uh, so got like, uh, three of the SMR and then three of the, uh, the morning one, which I absolutely love, it's lined paper, which is cool, which I which I'm enjoying, and I was just ready for, uh, for, for a little bit of a switch. But it's a it's a lined paper. The cover is black, and I guess it's kind of made to look like morning fog. Yeah, it's like kind of like a winter, a dark winter morning fog or fall morning fog or whatever, with uh, two black staples uh, for the binding. It's, do we, do we know if those were digitally printed because they look it looks really like fine like you couldn't accomplish that with digital printing but mm-hmm. I haven't looked I don't have it in front of me I don't have it looked super closely at it but it looks really good. Oh, good yeah. Question. It l- sure looks like it but I've got 
it's 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 actually it's actually hard to tell, and I only have one in front of me, so I don't have the other one. So it'd be interesting to see if they're all identical. But yeah, yeah they're all uh, identical. But the printing on the inside back cover where, where it says all all morning the morning has been blackening, which I'm not sure what that's from, but it's haunting. Um, <laughs> but even like that printing is almost kind of faded, as if it's like fading back into the fog. You know, so it's like it's got a lot of texture to how it's been printed. So I don't know how they pulled that off. So like that part, it all, it's almost like a little blurry, like on purpose. You know, it's like you're squinting at it. Yeah. And then, uh, but then the the actual black shapes that's um, this this fog foggy shape is actually pretty defined at parts. So it's it seems like it was intentional. Hmm. Uh, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> and I in my head when I first saw it, and I I didn't see the name of it. I wasn't paying attention. I looked inside and saw the spots, and it looked like. Um, like charcoal or something. <laughs> and I was, uh, so, so I've been thinking of it as the chimney sweep edition. Um, <laughs> I had, but I, chimney, I, I like chim, it. Chimney, chim, <laughs> so I, uh, I, yeah, so I've been using that. I slid it into my, my field notes wallet. And it fits nice and nice and snug into there, which I, I yeah. like that. So I haven't yeah. used the SMR ones yet, but I, I, I love the only other, uh, story supply notebooks I've ever used were the, the pencil, uh, the pencil ones, the, uh, pencil pusher edition yeah so, so yeah. I, I i love i used one of those and i liked it and then i spilled coffee on the other two and it was tragic <laughs> oh no uh, it all happened in my car so that was that was uh, just devastating mm. uh, but yeah the, so thank you pretty, for sending I'm these myself for not getting that i'm sorry go ahead i'm done <laughs> i'm kicking myself for not getting the ithaca one that came before this that was like a um, dark blue linen cover oh yeah I think it was one of those things where, like, I saw it. I was like, I'm going to order this later. And then I forgot that I could just order it from the phone in my pocket and never did. <laughs> Are they releasing these yeah. on, like, any sort of a cadence, like quarterly or whatever? They're calling it volume three of um, series one. Okay. So I guess the Ithaca would have been volume one. Okay. Yeah. Not sure. Volume but... one, series one, issue one. Uh, yeah. If there's someone listening who has those and you want to trade, hit me up. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know if they're on a on a schedule or not. I'm trying to look back and see if there's any evidence. But still, it's just like, yeah. even if they're not, I kind of like that at this point. Uh, just to, it's almost because <laughs> I have so many notebooks, so I'm not like eager for another notebook. So yeah. it would almost be nice for one to just kind of show up now and then, and be like, oh man, they got a new one. Sweet, it's yeah. great. So, so, cool. So I'm not buying twelve new notebooks every quarter of the year. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Lastly, I was just going to give an update on membership, uh, the membership podcast. We are, yeah. So we have recorded. I think we've recorded five full episodes now. Wow. Um, that are just kind of stockpiled. Wow. That we are. We're all, all learning how to edit <laughs> podcasts, uh, which uh, we're all kind of like a little gun shy on getting into that too much, and just like we're so we're so we're all learning that. So we're probably going to be putting out our zero episode pretty soon. And uh, Jason and I got together and recorded some music uh, to use for the intros and stuff, uh, just some simple guitar stuff. But that was that was fun. We just made kind of a intentionally crude, uh, slightly crude recording, just using like a snowball mic and just sitting around picking on and just improvising a little bit. I love your cover art with the um, what I don't know. Is it the Blue Ridge Mountains? Is that the mountain <laughs> range behind you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, it look, sure looks like it. Yeah. But, so the funny story there is that we were trying to get something together for this live event. We're like, man, we need we need a logo. And I've been meaning to talk to my sister about it. And we weren't really like what to go for. And then I went to uh, Canva. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and that was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> that popped up. So Canva's like a, you know, automated, if you haven't used it, it's like a, you, people use it to make uh, mock like book covers or album covers or, yeah, you know, stuff like that. And I just like went there and there's like a, you know, whatever, 200,000 pictures available. And it automatically, I guess, generates them based on where you are um, mm. is one of the things. So it like detects where you are. And so I think it probably was the Blue Ridge Mountains, but it was, it was just beautiful. And like, yeah. it struck me. I was like, this is, I'm, I came here for a reason because that picture is gorgeous yeah. and it works perfectly. So I went for it and I think we'll, we'll stick with it because it just turned out great. Yeah. And, and uh, when we made the web, when we made the website, it, it, we were able to integrate that image really comfortably. Nice. Um, onto the page. So, um, yeah, the website's up at membershippod.com. Uh, but we, so we, yeah, we have five, five in the can that we're, we're editing and we're going to start releasing pretty soon. I think the, the zero episode should be out within the week, I would oh. say. Uh, we had planned on it like around November 1st and it's just kind of slid back because we've all been crazy busy. Uh, John's starting to work on a new book <laughs> and um, that he got a an agreement to, to start working on. So he's getting ready for that. And then Jason and I have just been teaching kind of in the throes of that, but it's, it's going really, it's going well, it's going really well. And we did a live show in Knoxville or in Nashville that we just kind of stumbled into on the coattails of John Pattison, (laughs) uh, because he's been speaking in Nashville for the last, I don't know, five or six years at this festival called Hutchmoot, which happens at this big church in Nashville, but it's this, um, you know, like sort of, sort of faith-based, uh, conference that's done, but it's all based around the arts and they bring in all kinds of artists, um, and writers and musicians that do some really like fascinating stuff and they all do sessions. And so there's tons and tons of sessions that go on on the weekend. And John is, presented there before and it's it's run by if anybody knows who andrew peterson is he's a singer songwriter he and his brother run the thing uh through this uh, organization called the rabbit room and so they agreed to let us do a live episode there not having heard a single episode (laughs) which is pretty awesome and then they also yeah i think we're going to be they have a podcast network called rabbit room that we'll be a part of so just for like promotion sake that they'll put it they'll put it through that but we uh went there and they they lined us up in what was actually the wendelberry room of the conference they have oh, all the cool. rooms are named after writers so there's like the tolkien room there's the uh oh gosh what were the other ones um i i was only i was only in the conference center for like three hours long enough to do this i didn't see that but they're all named after, there's like the, the c.s lewis room there's the tolkien room there's you know, all these but uh we were in the wendelberry room and so we uh we're setting up to record, and as has been the case at every recording session that we've had so far, we had technical problems getting set up, <laughs> like <laughs> obnoxious ones. So we got there and got all set up, and it was like five minutes before we were going to start recording. And there were three people um, <laughs> in this room. You know, there's probably like 35 seats, but then all of a sudden it was like, and the room 
every seat filled up. There are people sitting on the floor in front of us and like on, on the wall in the back. Like, so there's just, uh, there was kind of a built-in interest in Wendell Berry at this conference, obviously when this norm, this, this room was named after him. <laughs> so, um, so there are a lot of people who saw his name on the schedule and were like, Oh, cool. A Wendell Berry, uh, session and podcast. This should be fun. And it turned out to be just a really great time. We just, just we just it was basically a time for us to explain what we were thinking of doing and we each read a little something of his that we like from his fiction his poetry and his essays and we had a guest named alan levi who's a songwriter from uh, georgia it's a really fascinating guy who was at the conference and he was a a lawyer um for like 15 years and then just suddenly was like you know what i don't want to do this anymore right now um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go off and get my master's in English. And he went off to Scotland and got his master's in English, and then decided not you know to start writing songs. And then he's never gone back to practicing law. And now he's like, I don't know, he's probably in his 60s, and hmm. been he's he's literally written like thousands of songs. It was really un- unbelievable. So we got to interview him, which was great. And then uh, it's kind of a cool final part. We we had opened it up to questions to people in the audience nervously basically figuring like we could cut this from the recording because nobody will ask us any questions or nobody will answer our questions <laughs> that we have. We, we didn't want them to ask us questions. We wanted to ask that. So we asked them some questions, uh, but we ended up having like 10 people come up like one after the other and just finally had to be like, okay, we got to stop. This has been awesome. <laughs> uh, which is really, uh, really neat. And, uh, yeah, I also, also had a, uh, an erasable listener, Justin, really? uh, Carrie from the erasable podcast. Like he, or erasable community. He, uh, yeah, he sent me a message like two weeks before and was like, Hey, I'm actually going to be at Hutchmood this year. Can we meet? And he was at the session sitting right in the front and it was, he sat down right in the front with his Palomino HB and his Baron fig notebook. And I was like, Oh man, hell yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and John had been there the day before and he's like, I saw a guy with a Baron fig notebook yesterday. Do you think um, he's one I, of I, us? <laughs> I, I meant to say something to him, and I was like, I bet that was Justin, and sure enough, it was him. So that was really cool <laughs> yeah. to meet him, and then we all got some Indian food and headed home, but it was just a great experience. And so that's going to be our episode zero, which should come out in the next week or so. So yeah. it'll be about an hour long, and we, we had a good time. It's a lot, to be to be honest, to do because of all the reading. It's just a lot of reading to do yeah. to, to do a podcast like this, so I'm glad we're splitting it up into seasons. So we'll do we'll do 12 episodes-ish this first season and then take a few months off to read. to recharge, read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Going well. I'm excited for it to come out and just to get it get it rolling cuz we're kind of in a limbo limbo point right now. Yeah. So, you we're going to we'll get the zero episode up and then there'll be a, a a link on the website to to easily subscribe to a like a newsletter or just so you can know when new episodes come out and then we'll get it into the the uh different podcatchers as soon as possible very cool so a spoiled by andy doing all this stuff for us <laughs> yeah appreciate me now don't you yeah, yeah definitely gosh like from like the first minute i'm like well, wait wait yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh Let's cool. go to YouTube. How do I do things? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. All right, so I think that's it for Fresh Points. Uh, but before we move on to the main topic, I'm going to turn it over to Andy to talk about our sponsor. Yeah, um, we talked about them last week, but um, they're still sponsoring, very generous. Um, our sponsor is In Defense of, of Paper, which uh, makes high-quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the United States. Uh, they're really cool. Um, each notebook has 200 pages of high-quality uh, paper with a kind of a vellum finish. Um, you can get them in the either ruled or dot grid. 
uh, and they come in three really, really cool colors. Um, I think uh, Johnny and I both tried out some of the samples. We got, um, <laughs> we both got the slate in dot grid, um, <laughs> but I swear these other ones are really awesome looking too. Uh, the slate with dot grid is kind of a gray cover with like a light blue spine. Uh, there's an ember color, which is um, just kind of like a burnt orange with a like a pink, uh, a pink spine, and then there is uh, granite, which is black with a kind of like white spine. Um, and actually, a funny thing I just noticed today on their website is uh, the the accent colors in each of the pages are the same color as the spine. So if you click on the slate notebook page, uh, the add to cart button and the little like kind of like highlights like like UI elements are in the same colors. So that's just a really, really nice little personal touch that really shows how much, like, you know, how much care and detail they put into these notebooks. Um, each of these notebooks uh, feature a uh, flexible exposed spine, uh, which really provides a lay flat um, binding. So when you lay it out on the desk in front of you, um, it will continue to lay flat, which is really great. They do a really good job of that. So um, they've been super kind, and they're offering our listeners a $5 discount off of a purchase. So if you go over to indefensivepaper.com slash erasable, you can check them out. And if you purchase, please use the offer code erasable to save that $5. That's E-R-A-S-A-B-L-E. Uh, we encourage you to at least go check them out and, and show your support for these, for these notebooks and for our little podcast. So uh, thank you so much to Indefensive Paper for supporting the Erasable Podcast. Boom. Um, should we move on to the main topic? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess Tim, do you want to kind of like set up set up for us what we're what we're doing and kind of like what this what this top five thing is? Top five by Tim Wasm. I think maybe his microphone is off. I was covering a belch, and so I was talking that whole time. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, still a bit of a spread for my taste in the election, so was, yeah, I was nervous burping. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> chili, election chili. Okay, yeah. So I will pick up from that question you asked me. Yeah, just so basically, like, okay, so today we're going to update our top five, that that sort of thing. Okay, so today we are going to update our top five pencils, and these would be the top five pencils that we like to use to play the game of pencils. <laughs> no. no. No, 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 never mind. These are some expensive options for that game, but uh, <laughs> we are we're updating our top five pencils, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, the uh, top five, these are the top five pencils that I want to use the most on a regular basis, right? And I think that's what we've kind of talked about before, but these are... Uh, Pencils that I just will will always be happy if if I pick these up, and so we're going to go through and talk about our maybe like start out by saying what are some of the the holdovers from your previous list that's been posted on the website. Mm. Uh, give like a little overview of those, and then what are the new entries um, if it's not a whole new <laughs> a whole a whole new mix. And so Johnny, why don't you start us off because I feel like yours has a lot of newbies on your on your list. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to put two black wings on here, but there are two black wings on there. So in no particular order, um, I'm going to start with black wing volume 73 because I freaking love the MMX core. And um, they've only done 
two special editions so far, I think, with the with this core, and this is also one of the prettiest special editions. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like a no-brainer. This is a beautiful pencil. It's grippy. Um, it's got that lovely core. It's got the silver ferrule and the white eraser. Like, this one was perfect. Like, mm. you know, there are a few times where they put out one, you're like, this is great, except the eraser. Like, this one was just good as is. So, um... Definitely I'm, that. I'm totally addicted to putting an orange eraser on that pencil, though, because I just love that that, that color combo. Me. The blue and the orange. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love it. I don't know what it is. It hurts my, hurts my face. It's like the most flamboyant <laughs> pencil thing I've ever allowed. I usually go for the – but I, I like the white, too. White looks awesome. But yeah, I just some, myself. You know, I want to I see that pencil on the set of um, Always Lost instead of that big pen. But, uh, you know, they can't time travel and give it to Robert Redford. What are you talking about? Oh, you haven't seen the film All is Lost with no. uh, Robert Redford? So um, I think it's probably streaming somewhere. There's a film where he's on a yacht in the middle of the ocean and um, a shipping container full of shoes hits his yacht and puts a big hole in it. <laughs> so um, he's the only character in the movie and there's no dialogue. So <laughs> it's Robert Redford and his damaged yacht, his fixed yacht, a very large storm, and then... No spoilers, but it has a really good ending. And there's a spot where he's adrift at sea and he has a big pen and he's writing on a map. And it, every time I see it, it bothers me. I'm like, that should be a pencil. <laughs> so volume 73 made me think of that with the uh, sort of nautical theme. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. definitely check the movie out if you like Redford or just really good movies. Yeah. And um, so my next Blackwing volume is the 10,001 because um, I find I just use it a lot. So um, I should have said this at the beginning. For my list this time, I just went through my pencil box and I was like, what's getting really short? And what am I picking up on a regular basis lately? So my um, Blackwing Volume 10,001s all got really small really quickly. Also, my family stole a lot of them. But um, that's that was not natural, but with the stain and the um, clear lacquer and the black eraser, that pencil was just completely ridiculously excuse me, gorgeous. Probably the, um, you know, that's the closest thing to a 211 we've gotten since a 211. So I think that had a lot to do with its popularity. That one seemed to go really big. I don't think a lot of people hated that one. Did, were you guys big fans of the Chazazam one? I see it's not on your list. Um, Tisk, tisk. I, I mean, I, I think it is a super beautiful pencil. Um, Like... Wait, are we talking about the one thousand ones or the two grip two thousand ones? The Blackwing ten thousand one. The um. Okay. The think about this yeah, 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 the the puzzle pencil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love the way it looks. Um, I love the way it performs, but like for me, the like it's just a little uncomfortable with the five sides, like the way that yeah. I grip the way that I grip a pencil. If I would just like well, that was I remember recording with you guys and talking about it and I hadn't gotten them yet and just looking at the picture I was like smitten. It's like I want these. I'm gonna order because I hadn't ordered black wings in a while and then I ordered them and got them. I was like, gosh, these are beautiful. These are amazing. And then I just like couldn't get a couldn't get used to them. And then just kind of faded away from them. So they're beautiful. Yeah. They, they look perfect. But I just really wish they weren't <laughs> the five sided. Which I I guess I understand the reason why. But yeah. just still just. If you like them so much, I, I kind of want to give you Johnny give you some of some of mine because they're not going to be used <laughs> over here. So, um, you know, living with me, Frankie doesn't have to buy her own black wings, but she got a dozen of those. Hmm. That's the only one she has a dozen of. It's <laughs> like, hmm, there's something special about that one. 
So yeah, um, moving on from that, we talked about this on our last episode, the Musgrave, Har- Musgrave Harvest Number One, yeah. which is so beautiful and the core is so lovely. And the shirt is, is really lovely too. Did you get your shirt? No, I didn't get the Harvest shirt, but I've seen like I think it looks really cool. I need to get one. But um, if this was a cedar pencil, I would buy like a truckload of these and just be set. Hmm. Because it's beautiful. The core is nice. The shape is nice. The ferrule is nice and really well done. The stripe on it is looks really good and better than when Generals does a stripe these days. So, yeah. And, and somebody in their Facebook group was giving them out for uh, Halloween. So oh. I wish I lived in their neighborhood. Johnny shows and up with like six costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, were you just back here? <laughs> no, I have a mustache on. <laughs> um, another pencil that I found um, with the print wearing off of it, in fact, is the Statler Mars Lumograph 100 in HB, which is a really, really good pencil for different types of paper. Like um, the, the book that I'm using for NaNoWriMo is not so Blackwing friendly because it's got a little too much tooth. But... Um, you know, if you use something like uh, a moleskin, you're not going to want a very hard pencil because it won't really make a mark because the pencil, the paper is too smooth. But the um, Lumograph 100s, especially in HB or maybe even F, you can use on any kind of paper and they work great. Hmm. And they're smooth. They don't smear. They smell good. They're just like perfect pencils. And usually you can get them for a pretty good price when, um, you know, Staples changes the packaging and they'll be like $2 for half a dozen. I bought out the store (laughs) when I saw them. Um, And my last pencil, which surprised me, but I've been using a lot, is the General Supreme Number 2, which you can get from um, CW Pencils. It's one of General's um, yellow pencils, and I don't actually know what is supposed to differentiate the the Badger, um, the Supreme, and the Semi-Hex. It looks exactly like... yeah. Yeah, they're all semi-hex yellow pencils with crappily painted ferrules. So I don't, I don't know. But um, this one seems to have like really nice lacquer, and I really just like the graphics on it. And you can write forever with that number two, but it's not scratchy or light. So you know, it's a good NaNoWriMo companion. It was sort of competing with the um, semi-hex number one, but I noticed that I was using this a lot more, so this made the list. I just pulled one out. I'm I'm playing around with it now. I I have one, and I I just hadn't uh, hadn't used it in a, in a really long time. So it's a cool little pencil. They're all they all seem like almost identical, but this one just seems a little. What does carbo weld mean? See, how it says that on the on the barrel. Uh, somebody's got to uh, start a blog called Carbo Weld. Ooh, yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so uh, those are my top five. And we'll put links to all of these in the show notes. So I see Andy's got his first one. Yeah. So it's always there. <laughs> so I feel like at this point, this kind of occupies like a like a um, honorary place on my list. Um, <laughs> but of course, that is the uh, Palomino Golden Bear, which is the best pencil ever made. Um <laughs> For the, the the quality for the price, um, I keep I keep one uh, almost always in the like little uh, pencil cup at my desk at work, um, so it's kind of always there. Even even if it's not something I always like use because I'm trying out other pencils, it's always there. Um, 
I've actually been noticing that um, my my pencil uh, top five lately has really mostly been running very American. Um, the huh. I, gu- I guess the six hundred two and the Viarco, which spoilers, two of my ones that are on here are not. But like, I feel like my last top five, um, the only the only American pencil that was on here was the um, not including like. I guess the Golden Bear is made by Musgrave, so that's American. But that one and the CW the CW pencils editor pencil was on here, um, and so I guess I guess the six hundred two we can count as Japanese for this this, but it's like an American brand, right? Um, so I had um, the Golden Bear on here. I had the six hundred two and and of course like six hundred two variants with different colors on it. But uh, lately, I've just been using a um, just a plain old six hundred two with a. Um, kind of hack wing to have the uh, 530 ferrule on it, so the black stripe, so it looks like a hashtag vintage wing. Um, and I just, like, love that. I just love it looks so old-time. Like it just makes piece. me smile every time I use it. Um, I keep it often with me in my um, the pen loop in my, my Baron Fig notebook that I carry around with me. Um, so just a good classic Palomino Blackwing 602. Um, a new one to my list is the uh, Viarco 3000. Have you, have you guys used this pencil? I have not. No. Um, so this was part of that collection that came out maybe two years ago around Christmas. Um, it was the vintage collection. Viarco released kind of like four, I believe it was four different vintage pencils in packages that looked, um, you know, like it, like the vintage packages did. And City, City, CW Pencils started selling them, and I was just immediately in love, like the colors and the attention to like vintage detail that they paid. Um, this one was my favorite of those, which is it's a round pencil and it's kind of thick. It's maybe not like super thicker than other pencils, but it's round. Um, and they come in all these like really pretty kind of like metallic assorted colors with a and uh, like an end cap that is a matching color. And I, I've I've had a blue one with kind of a gold end cap stuck, um, like a fluorescent yellow gold end cap stuck on my um, Baron Fig notebook pen loop for a while and it's it's pretty hard like i would almost say it's a little bit harder than hb um and it's like a little scratchy but in a good in that good viarco way like most viarco pencils feel kind of scratchy right um i just love the way it looks it fulfills the same like love that i have for the Epsara pops um those indian pencils that are just really nice colors because it's just a really beautiful pencil and it writes perfectly fine too uh because it is a little harder than hb i think um it uh, it lasts a long time, so that keeps keeps a point. So when I'm in a long meeting, when I'm taking a lot of notes, uh, it's really it's a really good one to use. And I've gotten a lot of compliments on it too, because it's a pretty unusual looking pencil. Um, the test scoring 100 is back on my list. Um, it is uh, after our discussion with uh, Henry Hewlin last week or three weeks ago. Geez. Um, and then kind of my resulting test score, test scoring 100, um, t-shirt that I bought, uh, to go with it. I sharpened one up again and I forgot like, oh yeah, this used to be on my list and it fell off the list and it went back on, um, still maintained super weird pencil. I got, I was so excited to be able to tell Mr. Hewlin that that pencil is super weird. And he was like, okay, he, he was, he was down for it, down to hearing that. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good pencil. Um, and finally, um, oh, that thin bridge pencil that White Notepad sold with the Goldfield pack. Is that is that a Musgrave pencil? Yes. Yeah, so it's made by Musgrave, and for some reason it's not sold out on their yeah, uh, White right. Notepad's website. 
That's right. I kept meaning, meaning to buy more, but I have a lot of them. Um, I I find that that pencil is at its best for me when it's in the Steinbeck stage, and you can kind of like slip it into your um, pocket notebook or slip it in like, you know, it just has such a slim profile. You can just carry it wherever. Um, you can't put a pencil cap on it, which is kind of unfortunate. I wish we could do that. wish they made one of those little tiny Katsua um, tin or aluminum like like pencil caps for like for that that thin of a pencil but whatever it's i just i just like the slim profile i think it looks really good makes me feel like a giant when i use it <laughs> um yeah so th- those are my five i think looking at my list that's on the website right now i had the cw pencils the editor pencil um at the tombow um recycled pencil and then the nataraj slash of sarah pop so yeah my list was kind of upset it's been i guess it's been a while um, still love all those pencils, but these are the kind of like lately what's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Yeah, I, I didn't have as much turnaround like or turnover from my, my last list. The the three holdouts from my last list were the of course the Palomino HP, that's my like honorary one that will always be on the <laughs> on the list. I always I just and also have just so many of them that they're always everywhere and so I'm always using them. But I still legitimately love it a lot and carry them like really often and the palomino the this blackwing 602 i can't figure out any situation where it wouldn't be on my list yeah it's just they did it right right (laughs) and they did it we've talked about a thousand times but it's just such a great pencil and and i have had fun uh hack winging it like you were talking about um I, i do like using the the one with the stripe on it that's a lot of fun and just using like fun different like eraser colors has been i like the yellow one put on that is really is really cool cool yeah. combination so i like uh, like that one and the other holdout is the tombow 2558 in b uh yeah. sort of like orangey yellow pencil uh and this is the is that the, pur- less... the purple feral one no no that's the 9852 uh, yeah i'm so bad at the model numbers of tombows or no 98 something yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. it's a I don't think, yeah, I think it's a different one, but, okay. um, uh, I don't have one right in front of me. So I, well, actually I one right over there. Hang on a second. Play some, uh, some waiting music for me. <laughs> yes. It's the one with the purple feral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten about that, but, uh, yeah. So it's, it's the purple feral. It's the one that says for general writing. Yeah. On the back. Um, but that B core, that Japanese B core is so smooth and beautiful. I love it so much. So that's my, that's my, uh, cheater pick for my favorite yellow pencil. And, uh, yeah, so those are my holdouts. The two new ones on my list. Uh, one of them is the Mitsubishi 9852 EW, Ooh, the recycled, nice. uh, 9852, which I've, yeah. I've talked about before and I've talked about recently just being like a new favorite of mine that I love a lot. Um, it's, natural pencil made with the the recycled ends of the slats that they've kind of cut teeth into and fit together. I love that. They do um, such a good job at those. Yeah, they really do. And like I've, so I've, I've used them a lot and I like to hack wing those and, and just fun to fun to carry around, have a good feel to them. And they last a long time because they've got a really smooth HP core that just seems to hold a point forever. But uh, I actually had an interesting the, the other day and I've, I've probably worked through four, four of them or something like that, you know, four or five, like start to finish. 
And the one that I'm using right now, I've been carrying around for a while and had it behind my ear, stuck it in my baseball hat or whatever. And finally, I was writing the other day, and for the first time, that little section where it connects uh, came apart. Wait, what? Yeah, like it like sort of bent it, like just barely, but like oh, where I could see the little like teeth that were fixing fitting together kind of all of a sudden jutting out hmm. uh, up and they, out, which I'd never, they usually never glue, glue those so well. They're just like one unit. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's still, I mean, it's still usable and it's not like super obvious, but you can just see that it's kind of coming apart. And I mean, I use it at school a lot and I got it in my pocket and throw it in my bag. So maybe I just beat it up. Um, or I just, or it's just the dud or something. It's still on my list. It's still a great pencil, but it was just interesting. I've never really noticed that before. And, and part of me wanted to just go ahead and like, slice it right there and make like a pocket pen, pocket pencil out of one side and a bullet pencil stub out of the other. So, so Tim, Um, I, I noticed that, uh, you have four, four Japanese made pencils on your list. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, four, (laughs) five. Oh my God. The Palomino, the Palomino HB is Musgrave now, right? No, no. Really? Oh, wow. uh, Kitobashi. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm all, all Japanese. Yeah. That that feels right. And that baseball pencil isn't on here though. Yeah, I was tempted. That was that was super close. So we'll see see maybe a year from now. Yeah. Um <laughs> but uh I was tempted. Yeah, I, I think I I've really never found a uh like a European pencil that I actually like like a whole lot or that I want to keep using. Um on a regular basis. I don't know what it is. I don't the, think the close one actually. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the, the, the German pencils like are always really so nice, but I, for some reason they never make my top five and I don't know why that is. For me they're they tend to be, and this is maybe just in my head, but this is how it seems to me is one. They're like, of course, a little bit on the like scratchier side. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, unless you go up higher in the grades, but a little scratchier, but like the barrels always feel a little skinnier than a normal pencil. Hmm. You know, I don't know if that's true, but it just feel they feel less substantial in my hand. And I just, and also I get there, maybe that's just as a result of it, not having a ferrule on it a lot of the time. But one, one that almost made the list, but then I didn't because I feel like it was cheating was the, uh, the, the Norica, the 2014 Norica's. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. the the Statler Norcas, because I use those a lot, because I, I've I've got a, a dozen of them here, and I like those a lot. But also the ones that you can get now are not as good, so I didn't want to put that on the list because I didn't want to be like, hey, this is a pencil I love that nobody can get. So because I would, because if I was listening, I'd be frustrated by that. But that's a really great, really good pencil. I hopefully they like they write that ship at some point because that was a that's a cool pencil. And quick real-time follow-up to correct myself. I think I had a Statler um, Norris school pencil on my list at one point, uh, which is still very delightful. Ooh, um, good choice. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to correct myself before we get, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of angry emails. <laughs> yeah, hundreds. Liar! Hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last one, like Johnny, I was trying not to have two black wings, but it just didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's just too good and I just combined the uh, Blackwing MMX and the 73 I mean 73 is on there because that's actually my the one that would be on there but if you can't get that I still love the the MMX and the now like with the new color scheme with the black eraser and the black mm. black barrel and the new imprint it's just a, that's a sexy pencil I, I like it a lot and I, I've been using those 
uh, a good deal. Those are a real satisfying pencil to just have behind your ear and smooth um, and dark as Tim's Tim's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Use use for for lists and stuff. Yeah. And I said, hey, this is interesting. I don't know. Have we ever talked about uh, what ear you put your pencil behind? Oh, have we so, ever talked about this? I don't think uh, so. Okay. Yeah. So I um I don't know. Is your lefty? So is it different? Well, I I actually either my ears stick out far enough, or because of my glasses, I cannot fit a pencil behind my ear. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I would have so to like I... tape it to my glasses to make it fit. <laughs> yeah. You got to put like, just put your pen, pen loop on your glasses. That's, like, yeah. Hey, slide. perfect. There you go. Um, yeah. That's just it. Cause I have, as I'm right-handed, yeah. but my, you know how they, they say like everybody's ears are like <laughs> uneven, mm-hmm. like one's higher. Than, so my right ear can't hold a pencil behind it. Oh wow. It'll just, it'll just fall out. Yeah. So I have to put it on the other side and put it behind my left ear or, or it'll just fall on the floor. Yeah. Actually, most of the time I wear baseball hats a lot. So I got like a Cubs hat on or something and I stuff it up into my hat. Yeah. So it's like jutting out next to my eyeball, <laughs> which seems super safe. Yeah. <laughs> seems like that's going to turn out well. Johnny, yeah. <laughs> Johnny how, do you, how do you do it? Um, so I really hate wearing glasses and I walk around blind a lot of the time. So I just stick it up behind my right ear. But then, you know, I'm that idiot that forgets it's there. Like later on, I'll stab myself with it or something. Other kids will be like, "Why is there a pencil behind your ear?" <laughs> Dad, he's so forgetful. So Henry does it now too. He copies off me, but he does his <laughs> left ear because he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've sometimes when I'm wearing sunglasses, I've noticed that I, I actually like, which I probably look like a just a total dork like in public with this, but like I'll be <laughs> in public and I'll stuff it like between the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the arm of my sunglasses mm-hmm. and I'm like my temple i'll just like stuff it up in there and it'll just Ooh. be like sitting there which i feel um, like i would get a headache doing that it, uh, yeah i mean mine my, my sunglasses are pretty flexy so it doesn't uh okay. doesn't bug me but yeah. it's i but i still probably look like a typewriter bell um look <laughs> like it <laughs> so anyways but yeah those are my there's two new ones that i've added so the 98th 9852EW, which is like going to be an all-time favorite, and then the MMX, which uh, any form that it comes in is is all right by me. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Anything else? I can't think of anything else. That's a uh, it's a good it's a good list lineup. We'll we'll get the website updated with those top fives, tops five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Well, it's been fun to be back. It's been. Yeah. I'm very happy just to talk to you guys. I've missed you. Yeah, we've missed um, you a lot. We haven't. We haven't talked on the on the line in a couple months, right? It's, fu- it's funny. Something we like that. We like text every day. So like between the three of us. So I feel yeah. like we <laughs> still know like the ins and outs of what's going on. But like, yeah. hearing your voice is a different sort of a thing. For sure. Yeah. It's just like time just is sneaky. Yeah. And how fast it goes by. It's it's pretty crazy. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, Andy, you want to tell us where people can find you on the internet? Yeah. I'm at uh, woodclinch.com or wealthly.com. Uh, you can also go to andy.wtf because it's the best domain name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram as at a wealthly. How about you, Johnny? I am on the internet at pencilrevolution.com and on Twitter and Instagram at pencilution. How about you? Timmy. 
Timmy. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and also at Membership Pod, the other podcast, and on Instagram uh, at Timothy Wassum. You can follow me there. Uh, and you can find the show notes for this episode at erasable.us slash 107 with all the links and goodies that we've we've connected to the to the episode. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash erasable, as well as like our Facebook page. We'd really appreciate that. That is facebook.com slash erasable podcast. Uh, our thanks to our sponsor, In Defensive Paper, making high-quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the U.S. Visit indefensivepaper.com slash erasable to check them out. And use coupon coupon code erase. Sorry, I almost used the British pronunciation. <laughs> coupon uh, coupon <laughs> coupon code erasable to save five dollars on your purchase. Thanks for listening, everybody. The intro music for the Erasable podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.